Welcome to the Muckleteo Football Show. My name is Miles. Three games today. Jumping on for a Saturday podcast. We, I mean, we got to talk these games. Vikings and Colts. Ravens and Browns. Dolphins, Bills. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, of course, to talk or the normal Sunday episode and the Monday episode. But the NFL, this is always a fun time of year because they, they kind of uh, graze or like kind of slide into Saturdays as college football is over generally and and the bulls you know will begin later but most of the bulls don't matter so this is like a time where saturday is free for football in the nfl great job putting on a, a triple header today and boy did it pay off i mean you have to think the owners and roger goodell are just swimming in money <laughs> and loving popping champagne on a saturday night here about the the excitement that ensued today so muckle to a football show Shows football, everything, NFL history, legacy, ups and downs of a season. Follow us at MUK underscore football on Twitter or YouTube. Uh, subscribe, share, review on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get podcasts. Um, we have shows Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, though, this week on Saturday. And let's, let's start right off. The Vikings and the Colts. The Minnesota Vikings clinched the NFC North with the largest comeback in NFL history. <laughs> <laughs> no other way for these Vikings to do it. A 33 to zero halftime deficit erased. There could not be anything more typical of these last couple years of Kirk Cousins Vikings than this. I mean, I, I was working this morning, working from home. The Colts are up 10, 0, 17, 0, you know, all of a sudden it's 30 to zero. And it's just noise in the background. People are posting about the Vikings are frauds. You know, maybe the lions can win the division. You know, it was a bad time on the internet uh, for a Vikings fan and people posted memes, Jeff Saturday winning on a Saturday, you know, that was going to be fun. You know, there's some bad calls and, and the Colts like, weren't moving the ball but they were winning 33 to 0 i think there was a tweet like 180 total yards and 33 points or something but hey you know i stayed tuned in just uh waiting to see if maybe you know maybe cousins could put up some points maybe the vikings could show a little bit of fight here and make us feel better about the fact that they're certainly going to be hosting one of the playoff games in january and boy did it go crazy the thing about this comeback is that it wasn't like picture perfect comeback from the Minnesota Vikings. They had like more chances that <laughs> they could have erased more than 33 points. It was just insane to watch painful to watch almost. And the, the, the quality of the game was definitely influenced. You know, we, we have uh, the 16th best announcer team and the 16th best referee team clearly going on here. You know, I never thought about this before, but because there's usually bye weeks, when there are no buys, there are presumably refs out there and announcers out there who don't usually ref or announce a game because there's there's more games this week. Um, and that's what we had. I mean, I the announcing was bad. You know, I, I love Nate Burleson, but he, he's a gear like too low for announcing. Like he's not even he never excited. And it's just like video game platitudes the whole time. Like, I don't think they actually, and maybe someone can prove me wrong on this. I don't think that they actually mentioned the 33 points was the largest 
comeback of all time until it was already done because Burleson kept saying, this is going to be one of the most, this could be one of the most impressive comebacks that I've seen live. That's what he was saying over and over again. <laughs> like the, out of the games that I have attended in my life, this is the most impressive comeback. That's what he was saying. Uh, but they did state it later, um, you know, in overtime, especially and the refs. Oh, good God. The referees were horrible in this game. I mean, the Vikings should have won this game by more, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, the NFL should be happy that the Vikings did complete this comeback because otherwise we are talking, talking, talking about two big referee calls that went against the Vikings and erased defensive touchdowns by the same guy too. This <laughs> this Sullivan guy, poor guy. Um, there was one that was a, it was early on Michael Pittman Colts wide receiver catches it. Sullivan tackles him and he's and Pittman is fighting forward and they punch it out, fumble, return for a touchdown, but they blew it forward progress completely outside of the rhythm of, of really any other NFL play. Very bad call. At least it was within the framework of a call, you know, like, I mean, there's a forward progress whistle probably coming, you know, they just blew it too early. The other one, <laughs> which was later, which was when the Vikings were only down 28 to 36. So the comeback is in full swing. Everyone's thinking, oh, the Vikings can do this. The Colts handed off to Dion Jackson and one of the worst calls I've ever seen. With 328 left in the game, Dion Jackson fumbles the ball while running upright. A clear fumble. He's not even going to the ground yet. Recovered by Sullivan, returned for a touchdown. One of the most exciting and craziest plays of the year that was about to be. And it was called down for what can only be described as, as the ref simply guessing. I mean, I, he was nowhere near the ground and it was just so frustrating. And then the Vikings are getting on sportsman like penalties, which I had to beef with those too, because refs, you got to take your lumps here because you just, you just called something that was so bad that people are going to take their helmets off. Okay. You know, Colts fans are defending this. You can't take your helmet off. That's an automatic foul. Well, sure. Whatever. Losing the ball while running upright is an automatic fumble. And that wasn't called. So we're already not going by the book. Okay. <laughs> my, my point is the refs called something so against the rules of the game. Maybe you let, you let the guy take off his helmet and yell at you. Okay. <laughs> and it was overturned, but the touchdown couldn't count. So like I said, the Vikings then took that fumble recovery they got the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. They punted after that. Like within four minutes, needing down by eight, they punted. <laughs> and then they punted. They gave it to the Colts. The Colts uh, gave it back up. Uh, they punted. The Dalvin Cook play happened. Oh, the Dalvin Cook play was so fun to watch. That was me and my wife got into that together. That was like a pitch in this house of excitement that we have not heard since the bills chiefs uh, divisional game last year. We were pumped and Obi won. The dog is wondering what the heck has got into these humans. That's, that's the pitch that we got to as Dalvin cook scored that touchdown. Um, it's just so funny. The Vikings that what there was an interception that cousins threw earlier on uh, to Jalen Rager. Rager stopped running a deep post and it was just, man, that guy's just not able to play offense outside of gadget plays. I think I'm willing to make my final data point that 
The Eagles should have taken Justin Jefferson and not Jalen Rhaegar. I think that was the final data point I needed. Just kidding. I'm being funny. Uh, Justin Jefferson was amazing in this game. Amazing. Gosh, he's so good. Um, but yeah, Colts. I mean, we talk about the Vikings having so many chances. I mean, they, they were down 33 to zero to start the second half in what is about to become the, the greatest comeback of all time. They went three and out <laughs> at that point. They won the coin toss. They punted <laughs> like there were so many opportunities that more than what they got. Um, but that tells the other story, doesn't it? The Colts collapsed on every level. And to me, this is on Jeff Saturday. I mean, there's just, there was so much room for error in the Vikings 33 point comeback. Maybe it's because you have a coach who's never, never coached anything outside of high school. I mean, that can't be a coincidence that this has happened to somebody without any experience, but you know, Jeff Saturday's not getting the headlines. Matt Ryan is getting the headlines. He's, he's getting the choker stuff. Cause he, he was part of super bowl 51 when the Falcons gave up a 28 to three lead to Tom Brady. And funnily enough, this comeback was uh, actually knocks that Super Bowl comeback out of the top five uh, numerical comebacks of all time. So Matt Ryan, you got Super Bowl 51 out of the top five. Um, I, I just don't think this was a Matt Ryan game. Like in the Super Bowl 2016, he was an MVP. He had, he had performed on the Falcons. He had had 10 quarters of playoff football offense that was sublime and then he just disappeared in the second half of super bowl 51 that that was a choke this game though i mean matt ryan was bad in both halves (laughs) he was just along for the ride (laughs) you know what he had 127 yards in the first half 55 yards in the second half that's not even that different considering it was 33 to zero and then it was ended 39 to 36. He kind of played, he kind of played his usual 2022 Indianapolis Colt, Matt Ryan in both halves. And the other coincidental thing about this historically is that this becomes the largest comeback of all time, knocking off the bills, Frank Reich game in the early nineties when they came back from 32 points to beat the Oilers on their way to losing their fourth Super Bowl in a row. And <laughs> Frank Reich, of course, was coaching this Colts team this year, all the way up to week nine. So he's got to be just a little extra peeved that Jeff Saturday gave up 33 points and took away <laughs> Frank Reich's place in the record books as, as having helmed the greatest comeback or greatest numerical comeback of all time. So Vikings clinch the NFC North Colts fall to like four, nine and one or something like that. They're done. All right. Ravens and Browns, the middle game, the underwhelming, unimportant contents of, (laughs) of a great day of football. Uh, you know, like this was the, the, like the sandwich meat. That's not that good in between two perfectly toasted and seasoned artisan pieces of bread. The Browns won 13 to three. I love that it was zero to zero uh, through the first quarter until the Vikings Colts audience joined the game like me and right at the start of the second quarter. Then we got a field goal. <laughs> uh, Justin Tucker missed a couple, you know, the Ravens It's a tough loss for the Ravens, but because they won 
the last two games. They just, they had this buffer. I feel like they're going to be okay. Um, like I said, Justin Tucker missed a couple field goals. <laughs> it's funny. My wife, you know, the announcers would not let it go because it's like the biggest story of the game. And she's saying, Hey, it's human. Okay. You can shut up about it. You know, be nice to him. And then <laughs> later, uh, the, the broadcast, the halftime show for the bills dolphins starts with the highlights with Justin Tucker missing his field goal and getting his other field goal blocked. And Kathleen said, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> in regard to the person running the highlights, which was Colleen Wolf, who was one of my favorites. So we can let it, let it slide. Um, yeah, the Raven, there's not much to say. The Ra- Tyler Huntley was, was the quarterback for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson expected to be back next week. Huntley wasn't great. The Ravens wide receivers again, not great uh, for Ravens fans. It's frustrating because JK Dobbins, Gus Edwards, you know, you look at the box score, you see 20 carries for 180 yards, nine yards per carry. And that's not inflated by like some 90 yard rushing carry or something like it was legit. The running game was working all game, but I do think game flow wise, it was a little weird at the end. You know, the Ravens got the ball three times in the fourth quarter down 10 points. So it, it was hard to commit to the run game. They should have but it wasn't like the egregious decision um, that uh, that maybe it looks like in retrospect. They should have, but it wasn't egregious. It wasn't fireable. The Browns, they're the ones who got the win here <laughs> in the AFC North weather, some weather, some snow flurries in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, it was a nice perspective, you know, for from the Browns to get a win for Deshaun Watson at home with Brownie the Elf lording over midfield. Miles Garrett became the sack leader, the all-time sack leader for the Browns. That's pretty cool. You know, in the 2017 number one overall pick, what do you want? You want him becoming your franchise sack leader in, in like five years. That's pretty cool. All right, let's get to Dolphins and Bills. It was a fantastic game. In Buffalo, the Bills kick a last-second field goal to win it 32-29. to They clinched the playoffs. They put themselves at an over 99% chance of winning the AFC East, you know, so basically clinching um, for the Dolphins too. It's, it's kind of a good day. It was a good game. It was tied 29, 29, you know, all the way to the end. Of course, um, the Dolphins had sucked. They, they got blown out by the 49ers embarrassed by the chargers. Cause we all watched that game. Sunday night football, they played horribly. They came out fought in this game, particularly in the run game and on defense. And despite the huge Josh Allen numbers, they, they put up a real fight. Um, experiencing this game was much more pleasant than experiencing the Vikings Colts game. You know, today may be remembered as the day of two great games, but just for that, just putting that out there for the record, Bill's Dolphins was a much more pleasant hours, much more pleasant three hours than Vikings Colts was. Um, and we, we tune in. You know, the Bills Stadium and we're seeing green grass. We're like, what? Thought there's a big snowstorm, eight inches, nine inches. They kept telling us all week. It's amazing how often that happens. Uh, I mean, I was fine with it, though. I was fine that it wasn't super snowstorm. You know, I, I like occasional snow games. It's a nice visual, you know, aesthetic. It's fun for the narrative. But ultimately, I want to see the world class athletes do the things that they do on a real playing surface you know so snow game sparing use sparingly in my mind of course the snow like it was perfect actually because the snow like came on and came on strong 
right at like the the what the ten minute mark of the fourth quarter, and it's getting heavier and heavier for those final few drives. This is like cinematic. This is like act three of a movie. You know, I, I cannot wait to see the NFL films of this game. Um, but before that snow, when it was still still clear and just cold, you know, the Dolphins they started off well. Started off with a run game where he Mostert came out hot. You know, finished with seventeen rushes on one hundred thirty six yards. But the Dolphins just couldn't punch it in. They kicked two field goals while they gave up two Josh Allen touchdowns at 14-6. And then we had Snowball Gate. <laughs> they had to stop the game because the Bills were throwing snowballs, which turned into ice, more like ice balls are hitting the Dolphins players. They announced over the PA that if, if any of those snowballs hit the Dolphins players, it will result in a 15-yard penalty against the Bills. I'm so glad that did not happen or come into play at all. And to, for Buffalo's credit, the snowballs seemed to cease pretty much at that point. There was, there was a few flurries of, of throws when Josh Allen got hit out of bounds and there was kind of like a scuffle over there, but you know, whatever. I love the Bills tradition of throwing snow up in the air, but the fact that they stopped is a true fan base accomplishment because the anonymity of a mob <laughs> is contagious. The fact that they stopped shows how much they love their bills because the, the threat of the 15-yard penalty was enough. Uh, and then Josh Allen got that touchdown at the end of the half. An insane Allen play. A classic Josh Allen play. Was it from the was it from the five-yard line? It was, it was close to the goal line. Seven seconds left in the half. He rolls right, wastes the seven seconds. <laughs> So there's no field goal opportunity and throws it back across his body. Touchdown. I mean, if you're the Dolphins, you just got to be like, sure, you know, tip your cap on that one. You can't learn anything from that. Uh, so it looked like the Bills are going to roll. Third quarter comes in and it's 2022 Dolphins. The, the classics, they played the hits. Jalen Waddle, a blown coverage, long touchdown from Tua. It was a 70 yards. It was, oh, Jalen Waddle's back. And then they get the ball back, and Tyreek Hill, Mostert had a big run, and Tyreek Hill burns this guy on the sideline. One of those great touchdowns where Tua, you know, fits it in between Hill, who has burned the corner, and before the safety can get over there. The thing you fear about Tyreek Hill. I mean, I know that sounds good for Tua. It was you know, it, they were decent throws. That was pretty much it for Tua. Tua Tungavailoa was a surprisingly bit player <laughs> in this game. Like he was not one of the top ten players playing tonight. You know, <laughs> I mean, Mostert was definitely played better than him. There's a bunch of defensive players on the Dolphins. Jalen Phillips comes to mind, and and the Bills there. Tua's kind of pulling like a. I feel like he's, he's he's like an 09 Matt Schaub, you know, with Aaron Foster and Andre Johnson or or a 95 like Scott Mitchell, you know, Barry Sanders and Herman Moore. Like he's he's just he's a he's a vessel for some superstars. And Waddle and Hill are superstars. Once Waddle was out of the game, the Dolphins offense didn't really do anything else. Like the Bills fans signs said, they froze the fish because the Bills came back. Um, the defense was still fighting, you know, the strip sack on Allen, but then the dolphins kick a field goal, even with that great field position, they give up a thing, you know, it, this was NFL film stuff for Josh Allen. That's what it turned into. The only reason those Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill touchdowns, all they did was set us up 
for Josh Allen's big moment because the snow was coming down. He does this drive to tie the game. It's 29-21. It's a big seven-play, 75-yard drive. Josh Allen, a lot with his legs on that one, gets a two-point conversion in an insane way. The ball was fumbling all over the place on that drive, by the way, but Allen gets the dives over and barely gets it over the line. I'm not even sure if he really did, to be honest. I'm surprised they overturned that into a two-point conversion. Tua comes on the field. He does get two first downs. And I'm thinking, okay, we're late in the fourth quarter, tied 29-29 with, uh, you know, what is it, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. This is why I watch football. The snow is coming down. It's Dolphins versus Bills. Playoff implications. It's Saturday night. This is fun. Tua gets a couple first downs. I'm thinking, wow, if the Dolphins drive in this snow against the Bills, like, forget everything that I ever said. Kirk and I called the Dolphins as missing the playoffs uh, last uh, last episode. Forget everything we said because this would be impressive. But it did dry up. Raheem Mostert lost his mojo. They're dialing up screens that are going nowhere. And they give the ball back to Josh Allen with five minutes and 56 seconds on the clock. And the snowman the snowman (laughs) the snow comma man was coming down the sideline reporters saying they can't see anything like how's they're asking how's the wind down there she's like i don't know i can't see the flag (laughs) it was five minutes and 56 seconds of nfl films music like if i was the bill stadium i would have actively been pumping in the bum 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 and he drove josh allen finds gabe davis for another 15 yard gain like 1989 49ers joe montana type of music there gets it a couple to davis Diggs, mckenzie you know and you think it's snowing so you got to go into this goal line defense but as my dad, Kirk, and I, we did the uh, barn series where we review classic games play-by-play. We did the 1968 Ice Bowl this summer. And the thing I was surprised about that, with Bart Starr and the Vince Lombardi, they did it through the air. Screen passes. Little, there's a little slant over the middle there. That's what Vince Lombardi and uh, Bart Starr did in 1968. This drive is actually more run-heavy. <laughs> than the Vince Lombardi Bart Starr 1968 Ice Bowl drive. That's supposedly how you man up and play football, according to the run the ball guys. Man, this this game, this was about Devin Singletary, too. Josh Allen got, you know, he definitely got them out of the, it was a 95-yard drive, or right? a 90-yard drive. They started like their own seven or something like that. But Singletary, he got the ball seven times on this drive. Seven runs for 36 yards, largely out of the shotgun, right up the middle. And then the final play, he went down instead of scoring the touchdown. Or at least that's what the broadcast said. You know, I I wasn't sure about that. Singletary, he gets to about the, what is it, about a four-yard line, and he goes down. And he definitely purposefully goes down. But was it because he was trying to stop before the end zone, or was it because he was trying to avoid that hit? Because there was a guy coming right at him, and it's hard to hold on to the ball in the snow. Maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't know. Uh, the broadcast said, Bills fans, you know, you probably shouldn't go down there. You feel more comfortable with the six-point touchdown. Like, would they? Because the other team has Tyreek Hill, and uh, that hasn't gone well 
for them, giving the ball back to a team with Tyreek Hill with 40 seconds or 13 seconds. Um, though I was nervous about the kicking in these conditions, ultimately, Tyler Bass kicks in the 25-yard field goal as I'm sure the snow is now pouring down and covered the field by this point. What a game. Two great games today. The Vikings' 33-point comeback. The Bills and Dolphins battle with the Act 3 cinematic snow. Why don't we play tomorrow as well? My name is Miles. Welcome to your football show. We'll be back for the Sunday Best Awards at Week 15. Good night.